0: Never doubt six. Never doubt Never doubt Never. Um, you know, people took it as me personally attacking Hugh, that's, that's not it. It's the fact that I get to have my own opinion on how it transpired and he gets to do what he wants. That's how it is. Although I'm an athlete, I'm not a cookie cutter, quarter, cookie cutter quarterback, never have been, never will be. Um, I speak my mind. That's just how I am. So I didn't like the move, and people don't have to care. I mean, I'm not looking for anybody's approval. Uh, I don't regret any of it. You know, it's about this team and what we have, and we have to stick together and play together. Talking Cleveland Browns football with the best fans in all of SB Nation. You're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature. Now, here's your host with the most... My dad, Delonious Seven. There was a team in Cleveland who lost 31 of 32 with a bridge QB who seemed to lead to nowhere. Even through the fogging haze, he walked upon that broken stage and left the city, Cuyahoga, dreaming. Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield. Baker May- this episode, you heard the words of Baker Mayfield, doing his best to kind of answer the media questions that have been surrounding him concerning his treatment of Hugh Jackson after the 35-20 victory Sunday afternoon in Cincinnati. Baker Mayfield has been surrounded in controversy. This isn't the first time in his career this kind of stuff has happened to him. But I feel that in Cleveland, as it's his first time having some kind of negative press kind of put in his direction, I feel like in Cleveland we need to have a little bit of clarity, especially uh, as we look at him and his role in Cleveland moving forward. Uh, For those of you who don't know, my name is Thelonia7, and you are listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature. It is very good to be with my dogs by nature family today, and I'm really excited to talk about Baker Mayfield, and you know, last show, I talked a little bit about realms, the realms in which football competition takes place, talked about the player realm, I talked about the coaching realm, and I've referenced before in this show how interesting I felt Freddie Kitchen's perspective was on this issue, he did an interview uh, in the preseason before he was actually the offensive coordinator of his team and he made a really interesting point kind of off the cuff talking about the role of the media and the role of players in this kind of a realm discussion and it's interesting to get his perspective and I wanted to take a second to listen to this clip and then reflect on it for a bit as we talk about Baker Mayfield uh, Media chases controversy and players chase stats, alright? <laughs> And both of them equal the same thing. And it equals money. Yeah, Freddie Kitchen talking about the media chasing controversy is exactly what I want to talk about today. Definitely, I want to talk about the way that, in some way, there's a controversy here because Baker Mayfield is not really staying in his lane. Not staying in his realm as a player. He's sitting there as a player, in criticizing the coaches who made decisions for him in the game. And as a Cleveland Browns fan, and just as a fan of football in general, you got to understand where he's coming from. I mean, we sat and watched this guy go 3-36-1 over the last two and a half years. We saw how his decisions directly affected the record that the team had. A coach like Sean McDermott, you know, a coach like well, Malarkey, anybody could have come in and gotten one or two wins with the roster, the talent they had here. But it seemed like, in for some reason, in some way, Coach Jackson underperformed. I mean, on paper, it looks like he underperformed. It's obviously the record shows he underperformed. And in the end, a player sitting there and talking about a coach I think this is a problem for people. I think it's a problem for people and I think that's where the controversy really comes in in this situation. But I guess I want to talk a little bit about what my role is in this situation because it's kind of an odd position, but this situation really does tease out some really confusing aspects of what happens in sports media and the media in general. Now. I don't really think that my role is, is uh, something that's really clear in some way. So maybe I'll try to say something to you about it. Maybe talk about my lane. We had some discussions about this question before. And certainly for me, I don't really see myself as a member of the media. I mean, I don't see myself as doing what Fred Kitt, Freddie Kitchens is talking about the media doing there, chasing controversy. For me, controversy is not so important. I really care more about what the truth is of a matter. And I want to understand something at its fundamental level. That's what I'm really after when I'm sitting here making the shows and kind of going through these these situations. I don't care about the controversy. I don't care about getting people to listen to it because um, it's something that's like so off the wall, what I'm saying, I'm not trying to make clickbait. And in the end, I feel like what I'm trying to do is some kind of a guerrilla media. And it's not really guerrilla media in some way because you are hearing commercials when you hear this stuff. But as far as my perspective is concerned, I'm first and foremost a Browns fan. I'm a Browns fan first. And if I never made another show, I'd still have food on my table. We would still be eating. It'd be totally fine for me. So my interest is not in getting people to listen to what I'm trying to say. My interest is in understanding what the truth is about the matter of a situation. And that's what I want to talk about today here on the show. So, like I said again, a lot of the media kind of latched on to what Baker Mayfield did on this handshake situation, and re- recapping the moment as, as it happened. At the end of the game, you can see there's a, a picture. It's actually cool because the, the network media captured this moment as it went down. Hugh Jackson ran on the field, ran directly to Baker Mayfield to go congratulate that guy. You could see Mayfield felt that guy coming. He felt, felt him coming from a wild way. And when he came over, Baker Mayfield shook his hand. Uh, he got a maybe like a slap on the helmet, but you could see by his body language, by everything that was going on in the, in the image. that you could see Mayfield had wanted really no part to do with the interaction. And later on, he was asked about it. And he spoke honestly about his feeling in the situation. and He told His opinion about having to play against a person that coached him that year and playing now on, you know, playing on a field against him and how hard it was for him as a player to deal with that situation. And, And flat out, him sitting there and answering this question directly is really what I think media is looking for responses to be like. You have guys like Tom Brady and bill belichick giving press conferences saying literally nothing and they say nothing because when they say anything when you when you open your mouth and give your real feelings about something you're definitely going to have media jumping all over it spinning it and finding the controversy in what you're saying and then trying to blow that stuff up to get clicks that's really what media wants to do in the spot media wants to be kind of a vulture you know taking their attention, taking your attention and getting you to focus on aspects which they think are important for whatever reason sometimes for an agenda sometimes it's something they contrive but in some ways that's what media does when you give them direct and honest answers, when you let people inside when you tell people what you really think and at the beginning of this show you see what Baker Mayfield's response to this stuff is He's going to tell you what he really thinks. He's going to tell you his real feelings on the situation. He's not going to shy away from it. That's not who he is. And quite frankly, the media shouldn't want him to shy away from it. The media should want to hear what he says about this kind of stuff. And if every time he opens his mouth to to say his real opinion, the response is what Damian Woody says. The response is something crazy like this. Then Baker Mayfield probably should never speak again to the media. And that's a really... It's a shame in a way. I really like the idea of players being able to speak their mind. But if this is a response of the controversy-driven media, guess this is what you're going to have. One of the things that struck me about some of this narrative was that it's all so dishonest. It's so dishonest to me. And I, you know, it's just my opinion about it or my take on it, but when I listened to what Damian Woody said, when I listen to his words, when I parse what he said, to me, I, I, I feel like it's its spoken in a certain type of agenda. Like, he he really wants to get coaches back in the spot. And maybe it's this way because he's kind of protecting the order, the order of the way of things, that players don't really go after coaches in the media. They just, it's just not done. True or untrue? I mean, everybody in Cleveland who watched this understands what he's talking about. They get it. They get they get his frustration. We're frustrated too. We see it. He's actually speaking our frustration for us in this moment. I appreciate the honesty. And in the end, this is the kind of thing that draws people to Baker Mayfield's causes. People get on board with this guy because he is direct and honest. No matter what you think, you're going to get it from him. It's truth. It's up front. That's the kind of guy that guy is. And that's why people rally around him. In any case. In any case, definitely a difficult situation with the way that the media construed some of the things that he said. So, one of the pieces that really um, kind of crystallized a lot of the opinion that I'd seen was an article written in a piece called The Undisputed. It's an ESPN piece. And there's an article. Uh, in a section called Locker Room Talk, where William C. Roden, uh, who's kind of a an interesting voice in uh, the civil rights movement, this guy gets in, and he gives his opinion on the situation. He basically looks at the reaction of Damian Woody, parses it, and then says that Baker Mayfield's reaction to huge action was both Disrespectful and hypocritical. And we gotta break into both of those things, break it down really quick, what he means by both of these things. But what really strikes me in is this this notion that he starts this article off where he says, Who does Baker Mayfield think he is? Like I said, that's that's this notion that Baker Mayfield is out of line. He's not respecting the order, he's speaking out against coaches. Who does he think he is? But it's not just that he's getting out of line in one respect with respect to the order of things. William C. Roden also implies that Baker Mayfield is a closet racist or some t- or his actions are in some manner in some way racist and and when when I read things like this, this is one of the things that bugs me a lot about sports media. This situation is. The Baker Mayfield is absolutely not being racist here. Not at all. He is not at all referring to race. I mean, there is definitely a racial element involved in the story. So I'm not going to try to downplay the fact that this is a Caucasian white quarterback speaking about a black court, a black coach. I get that this is in some ways, I see the point. I see why somebody might bring this up. But in my opinion, this is not about race at all. He never references his race at all. And it's all about performance. You don't get this. You don't get this vibe from him at all. That that's something, you know, it's just about football for him. It's about what happens on the field, about loyalties. It's about how hard it is for a player to go from playing for a coach to going against another coach. That's honestly an incredibly awkward situation. And he's honestly saying how he feels about it. That's not an issue of disrespect in my opinion. It's an issue of somebody saying, hey, look, I got a conflict here and I'm letting you know about it. But in some ways, like I said, the, the message is, the media says, oh yeah, it's been disrespectful and hypocritical as well. But to me, like I said, the disrespectful piece was was interesting, but I, I actually wanted to read some of the William C. Roden article as I respond to it. In the end, um, it's it's funny how we, he gets to the part about the the uh, hypocritical aspect of it. He's like, nine games into his NFL career, William C. Roden writes, Cleveland's rookie is making pronouncements about loyalty, downtrodden. Browns fans might call this giving their team an edge. I called it entitled disrespect and hypocrisy. Entitled disrespect. Mayfield played Texas Tech where he had an outstanding first season, but afterward, he decided he needed a larger stage, so he left for Oklahoma. So, I read those words, and as I read someone saying something like this, that he had an outstanding first season, but afterward, he decided he needed a larger stage, so we left for Oklahoma. He wasn't kicked off the team, it was a runoff. Mayfield left texas tech citing a citing a miscommunication with the staff yeah that's not exactly what happened and to to sit there and con, to construe that he's a hypocrite because he left texas tech to go to oklahoma that's what you just you just have some narrative you want to say that something's like this so you're going to make whatever argument you can and this is a terrible argument here Baker Mayfield was a walk-on at Texas Tech. Baker Mayfield was also a walk-on in Oklahoma. He didn't have a scholarship. He was the quarterback for the team at, Oklahoma, at Texas Tech, and they didn't offer him a scholarship. He was in line for a lot of competition. Davis Webb was there. Patrick Mahomes also there. He made a business decision, but he made that decision because there was no scholarship for him. There was no place for him to play there, and he chose to leave, and that's not the same thing as what happened with Hugh Jackson, and it's not the same thing that happened there. And at the same time, there is a bit of relevance to it because obviously for Texas Tech's fan, there, are, there is that same level of vitriol. It's tough for them, but why is Texas Tech, Why I don't understand really where it really comes from in a way because Texas Tech did have Patrick Mahomes to ease their pain a bit, right? I'm sure Baker Mayfield would have liked to have been the man at Texas Tech, but for whatever reason, it didn't work out. Baker Mayfield, if he doesn't make a decision like this, you may never hear from this guy ever again. This isn't the kind of decision where it's... I think what he did was ballsy and gutsy. I don't think what Hugh Jackson did by going to Cincinnati was ballsy and gutsy in any way, shape, or form. Not the same thing at all. Baker Mayfield walked on... To Oklahoma, he walked off with no hope of a scholarship. Hugh Jackson has a friend in, in in Cincinnati who let him coach with him. That's a totally, completely different scenario. It's not even close to the same situation. Sitting there and saying, that oh, this is the same. How could he say that because he did this? No, not even close. Not even close. Additionally, he goes on to talk about, I'm sorry, I'm talking about the Rose article again. He goes on to talk about Damian Woody and how um, he begins to, uh, how Woody um, talks to him and Mayfield's response to this is that it's not even comparable. And then he says on the record uh, in Hugh, uh, for Hugh Jackson in Cleveland, he said that he didn't lose 30 plus gains. He wasn't fake. And then he didn't do what Hugh Jackson did in leaving. That's how Baker Mayfield responded to that criticism given by Damian Woody. Sorry if that's a bit confusing there. But in some ways, he said that he didn't lose 30 games and he wasn't fake and he didn't do that. And to be honest, to call Hugh Jackson fake in this context is about the most honest thing that any player will ever do. That statement in the end, he's not really going to elucidate, give you more information or background as to why he calls him fake. But you've seen what he's done. You've seen how he's earned the name Wormtongue before Baker Mayfield even got there. And I can tell you right now, you saw what he did on Hard Knocks. You can see, you can see this guy. You can see a player giving his honest take on this. I appreciate that honesty. It's really funny the way that this article continues to go on. And I would urge people to go and read it. In the end, it starts to get into, like, as soon as he gets after this this point of calling him out of line, all that stuff. He starts to go into this racial element of the story. Talking about how Baker Mayfield was just a kid when Hugh Jackson climbed the NFL coaching ladder. He doesn't appreciate how hard it is for African-Americans to get into the coaching realm. He doesn't like to see anybody taking shots at any African-American coach when they do something that they don't like. And as far as I'm concerned, it makes sense to a certain point. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, this article is doing more to bring that into the situation than baker mayfield is doing and by bringing it in it actually furthers this level of controversy in the story in the situation making it or implying that there's some racial aspect to what happens when baker mayfield speaks his mind in a situation you know i get it i get it on a certain level but to be honest i do find it to be disingenuous You know, as a as a fan looking back and seeing this situation, as I see it unfold, like I'm looking at Hugh Jackson, I'm looking at this guy on the sideline, a guy with literally no pride, nothing left, and in the end, still getting punked by Baker Mayfield on the field. And when the media sits back to parse the story, the story isn't what it really should be about. I mean, the honest view of this story should be what a tremendous amount of improvement the Cleveland Browns have had in the last few weeks. How amazing it is that Cleveland was able to go into Cincinnati and get its first road win in how long. How amazing it is that this team is beginning to coalesce around Baker Mayfield. How the leadership has totally changed and revolutionized the organization from top to bottom. That's the story. That's the real story here. The real story is how it happened in spite of Hugh Jackson, in spite of ownership keeping Hugh Jackson into a season like this. It still happened anyways because Baker Mayfield is that good of a prospect. He's a good enough prospect that even when the coaching staff is doing things to intentionally stunt his growth, even when coaching staff won't give him first-team reps when he's clearly earning them. Even when the team is falling apart, even when expectations are failing, Baker Mayfield is still able to come into the stage with literally no preparation and lead a team back to victory and instill hope inside an entire franchise that's been downtrodden for years with this kind of stuff. Years! Cleveland fans are going to get it. Cleveland gets it. We get it. We get it, Baker. We get it. We get it. We saw what happened. We all sat here and watched you lead the team to victory. Then we saw you struggle through as the coaching staff continued to throw roadblocks in what this team's potential would be. Now, Unleash, we're witnessing something amazing. And instead of people saying, Oh my goodness, This team is in the hunt. Oh my goodness, this team is 4-6-1. Oh my goodness, this was a team written off for dead. And now, going into this week, there's a matchup this Sunday with the Texans in Houston. It's in Houston. This is a huge matchup. And instead of thinking about this matchup for the Browns, instead of thinking about Deshaun Watson against Baker Mayfield, which is actually a really interesting battle interesting matchup if you think about it so thinking about that stuff our fixation our focus our attention is completely on this controversy this controversy as a fan I hope I've done my part to get Baker Mayfield back here and I hope as a city we all begin to get that Cleveland against the world mentality in our heads The national media is going to get this wrong time and time again. They're going to want to sell papers. They're going to want to sell clicks. They're going to want to get this story out there. This guy is a famous guy. They want to get that stuff out there. They want to become kind of vultures on the story. I hope that Cleveland doesn't let it happen like that. I'm sure Baker's going to have his head in the right place. And in the end, we're going to see Sunday, a situation full of energy, full of relevance, exciting as ever, I'm so excited for Sunday. A little later this uh, week, hopefully on Friday or Saturday, I'm going to break down the game against the Texans, uh, sit and break down the team's performance a little closer from the last week, and I'm going to go on. I'm going to tell you right now, I think that the Browns are going to be able to win this game this Sunday. I think they have a chance to do something amazing this Sunday. We're going to see it. I was talking to a lot of Texans fans. They believe that they would... Not Not a single Texans fan that I spoke with said that they would trade Deshaun Watson for Baker Mayfield straight up. They love Deshaun Watson. I understand that. I get that, that every fan base can coalesce or get around a guy like that. But to me, I, I, I don't think it's really any question. And I think that this Sunday, you will be very, very clear on the fact that Baker Mayfield is a guy that you'd want to build a franchise about. You've been listening to Straight No Chaser with my dad, LaLonius Severin, on DVN Network. My name is Spencer Hall. My name is Jason Kirk. My name is Ryan Manny. And when we combine, we form The, the Shutdown, Shutdown Fullcast, Fullcast. I keep telling you, we're not Voltron The Shutdown Fullcast is technically a college football podcast But it's also a show about Lawn care disasters Regional grocery stores we love Tennessee Batman Homeowners Associations The shutdown forecast. It's not Voltron.